0: Uh, good morning. We're here with Precinct 2 Commissioner Scott Tooley today. How are you doing today, Commissioner?
1: I'm doing good, Michael. It's it's a great day.
0: It's a, it's a great day to be alive and be a Texan.
1: That's right, and it's uh, not raining outside.
0: It is not raining, although if you stay out there long enough, it's humid enough that it feels like it's raining. A-
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, a lot of sweaty folks outside. All right, so let's jump right into this. We want to spend some time with you today. Uh, and we have a lot to get to, so give us the intro. Give us the elevator speech on who Scott Tooley is.
1: Well, it all started back in um, I guess Lancaster, Texas, where I uh, went to school till my junior year and graduated from Minneola High School in 1984. Uh, some of the drafting courses that I had at Lancaster uh, got me a job at TXU, which was formerly Dallas Pine Light, where I first hired on at in 1985. And uh, worked there for 21 years and retired and came out, and I was the district manager <clears throat> for the uh, Dallas Morning News in the Cedar Creek Lake area, covering the Maybank, Gumbarrel, Malakoff and Seven Points, and Kemp, Kemp area. And after 15 years, uh, I was on the school board for uh, six to eight years for the Maybank Independent School District School Board. Uh, we did a lot of our boards, did a lot of good things there. Uh, building a new high school, doing a lot of renovations to the uh, existing facilities there. And then uh, got out of it and we went to, uh, I saw where Judge McKinney was going to re- retire his commissioner's seat and thought that this would be a good way that I could give back to the community to help people with their problems. And so my background at TXU and the real estate uh, por- portion of that area that I had and working with developers and everything I thought that would be a great fit for me and I was lucky enough that the uh, constituents of Precinct 2 elected me uh in the end of 2018 uh in the general election and I took office January the 1st of 2019
0: All right so this is <coughs> your first term um you've actually this is actually your second year
1: Uh I'm 21 yes. yeah
0: as for actually taking taking office so you went through actually beginning of two and a half years two and a half years you went through 19 you went through 20 which was the same as every other year right <laughs> and and now we're into 2021 <clears throat> so what what have you learned in your first two years as a commissioner
1: a lot um it's not all about roads and ditches and drainage uh you know did i and that's when i got into that or that was ever that everybody's problem was the drainage and the in the roads and this and that and but it's far more uh you really have to in the first hour or two you take care of your guys and tell them talk with the foreman and we collagulate a a um, a weekly deal on friday to see what we're going to do next week but then when you get all that stuff handled then it's all about the um I get the get the legal stuff of of what's happening across the entire county uh and working with the commissioner's court and trying to get things uh done and accomplished uh that you know the county needs and uh, I I'll, I'll just tell you one thing we do have a uh, a, young, a young court you know commissioner uh, McCam is in his uh second term and I'm in my my first uh commissioner Richardson's been here for about 8 months and Commissioner Spivey's been here for six, so we're really leaning on Judge McKinney to help us with some stuff that's happened in the past uh, over his his years, and uh, you know just trying to get our feet wet to help him more and help our uh, taxpayers across the county. Um, And it's did I ever think that we would be in a a pandemic like we had uh, with COVID and having to to do that kind of stuff, uh, and manage your your guys and and, and the county ac- across a, a, the COVID pandemic. It's just been the first year has been challenged The first years have been challenging, and so I hope that we're on the uh, post end of that, and we're on our way out of the out of it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, most people, when you in, in the community, a lot of times when they hear the word commissioner, or they hear the title commissioner. They automatically throw the word road in front of it and say road commissioner and think that, um, you know, commissioners are out, like you said, doing drains, doing roads. And that is a big part of the job. But I think that they forget that a modern commissioner has to not only do that, but has to be in effect. Uh, the elect it's almost like a city council for the entire county right whereas the commissioners function as city council members coming together to approve the budget approve where the money's going uh w- work on things l- like the sheriff's office and their budget and district attorney and their budget and all of that kind of stuff
1: i believe that we have uh somewhere around 26 departments and the way the, the school budget uh, system worked, um, it, it's a totally different aspect of of way um, we go about the uh, county budget in which I love because I sat through uh, the 2019 budget, uh, through budget sessions, through every one of them and going line by line of seeing where we could cut to keep the tax rate, or they could keep the tax rate same, and now we've done that for the last two years, and we're fixing to get into budget session again. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't a good reader; I didn't like to read library books in in the um, in school. And I have caught myself in the past two and a half years doing a lot of research and doing a lot of uh, reading of things that try to prepare. Prepare myself and for court and different things, and and try to make things better or or see a way that we can go around and thinking outside the box. So the it's it's a it's trying. It sometimes when you have uh, fourteen or fifteen people that want their project done right now, and now we're six to eight weeks behind of where we needed to be because of the rain. So we're trying to you know play catch up. So yeah.
0: Yeah, everybody wants their stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Always. <laughs> Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Um, and the other part of that is, 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 as you were starting to say, is that um, the the structure of county government is unlike the structure of any other governmental entity in the county. When you look at a school board, when you look at a city council, it's it's totally different because each of those departments, many of them, have elected officials themselves over them, so they're like their own little fiefdom. Absolutely, and it's a it's a much different management system to try and get your hands around, especially for a first term commissioner.
1: And it's all about twenty six departments coming in at the end or during budget and at the end of budget, and doing uh, the best thing for the for the taxpayer that's out there and managing that money, uh, and all our department heads. Uh, whether they al- are elected or appointed, do a great job of uh, managing that money or saying, hey, I didn't spend this last year. let's I can do away with this and we can redirect it somewhere else. So my hats are off to the way that the twenty six departments work with the commissioner's court to to do things and work for the taxpayer.
0: So I know in our previous discussions that um, one of the most important things for you as as a commissioner is really that bottom line, that budget bottom line, and you know, watching taxes uh, uh, for our taxpayers.
1: Yeah, and you know, um, we just, I guess everybody out there has re- received their appraisals and, and everything. And um, I know that we're probably gonna talk about this later but you have to think about each individual area or precincts and when you think about precinct two it's it's a really unique to the other three because over the last uh the preliminary numbers that are coming out of the census uh 10 to uh, 10 years ago till now from 2010 to 2020 we are precinct two is one of the fastest growing precincts uh by population here at cedar creek lake and then you go over to Chandler, to Precinct Three, and Chandler, in the preliminary numbers, grew 42% in the last two years. So everybody's migrating. I used to think that when I first moved out to uh, this area in '96 or '97, we uh, people would be moving from Crandall, and they would drive back forth to Dallas, and then they that line moved out to Kaufman, and then people started moving out further to uh, to the henderson county line to to maybank and into the eustace area and with 175 being a corridor back to dallas it, w- it was easy for them so i'm going to take you back to 2007 when we approved the the uh or got the bond passed for the school district in maybank for the new high school they told us to be prepared and, and the way you structure this bond be prepared to add on to this in 10 years because people will come when you build a new high school well, that happened in eight years when they added on eight new classrooms. So the growth is coming to us uh, in precinct two. You can't find a, a, a vacant lot very much now because they've all been bought up. And we're growing. Uh, the census numbers are probably were supposed to be released in August. Then we were told September. Now we're, we're told they'll probably be released from the state in, in October. And it's. Uh, It's going to be challenging because precinct 2 may lose some area. Uh, We have 176, 178 miles of road right now. And we look to probably lose some of our areas because of the population that we have, when the other like one in precinct 1 and precinct 4 are more the rural areas. And their areas are so big right now that they have like double the roads that we have. Okay. so So let's break this down
0: because we get a couple of things there. To, to, to unpack for for the listener. And number one is the reason you started the entire conversation about that was we were talking about taxpayers. And when you have that kind of influx and people looking for property, what that does is drive up property values. That's true too. Because the value is not based on what, what your house, what you've done to your house. It's based on what someone's willing to pay for your house. And we have a lot of people I know, that's one of the conversations. They always say, my house is $100,000. I paid $100,000 for my house. I haven't done anything to my house. And now my value is 150000 How did that happen? Well, it's because there's so many people wanting to move here that that's now what that house could be sold for. The other part of that is that redistricting is on tap. And that's where you were saying that you might lose some area because um, the redistricting is going to be based on population. Mm-hmm. And if you have more population than one, one may have to encroach a little bit on what has been to in order to balance that out again so that going back away from roads to your other duties as a, as the elected official over that area we want to make sure that commissioners are uh, representing equal numbers of people as close as possible.
1: So that that and that number would be somewhere between five to ten percent, and you have to figure in the population and also uh, the uh, uh, minority mix of, of the voting population. And and there's three or four or five different things that has to gel to that five to ten percent variance in between in between it so and when you say about driving up the the home prices and everything so last year uh there was probably somewhere between 250 to 300 houses that were being built in precinct two behind brookshire's that's in the henderson county part but in maybank city proper now that that total is up to about 450 houses and they're all sold uh and they're um you know and and covid really had something to do with that too Mm -hmm. to drive up the home prices because when dallas county shut down on march the 15th of uh 2020 everybody started saying oh well i got a lake house henderson county's not shut down they have an open door policy, not an open door but a locked door policy in place that they can still function and then everybody started working for home so march the 17th of 2020 our water uh, supply company had turned on, was scheduled to turn on 300 water meters that weekend. Oh, wow. For people that were coming down to their second home, which they didn't turn that on until Memorial, would turn it on to Memorial Day. So that's where, then you saw the brothers and sisters and the, and the family start migrating to to their, their houses out here on the water. And I can tell you that There is one house that's located in precinct two that had 18 bids on it or 18 contracts. And after they got through in the bidding war, it went for $125,000 over list price cash. So there's where you're, I mean, that's just one. There's multiple. And that's
0: what has that impact on other people's property values which is where the taxes go
1: absolutely which
0: brings us all the way back around to where this started when we were talking about trying to protect taxpayers and I know one of the things that you've done since becoming commissioner is purchase a piece of equipment that has um, given not just precinct 2 but the entire county the opportunity to make those tax dollars go further would you talk about that
1: Uh, yes so in 2018 around uh, November the 15th after the general election uh, at that time Commissioner McKinney and I uh, had a meeting and he said that uh, there's a piece of equipment that's in scurry that would really uh, help us and everything would you be willing to do it so I said yes whatever we can do to to further our tax dollars and that was one of our deals to work with the different cities to help them Further, their small tax base that they have with the small cities that we have inside Precinct 2. And so we bought a pug mill. Our Commissioner McKinney bought the pug mill. And then it was my job to get it operational, or our job, job for our guys to get it operational. And so in 2019, uh, we, we saved or redirected funding. But we saved about $765,000 that first year. We turned 29 tankers of oil. So when you think that oil sand uh, that a county road is made out of, um, we uh, cost you around $85,000 for a mile of road. You take that back to when oil went down during COVID, we were turning that product at our location for $22,000 a mile. So we were saving somewhere between fifty dollars to $60,000 for a mile of road. Now we have found a product that we can make a co-mix out there and we're it's about probably ninety to ninety two thousand dollars buying it uh, on the road and we're making it our at our precinct for forty five thousand so just precinct two alone uh in our first two and a half years we've saved somewhere about two point four million dollars and being able to redirect that funding to be able to do more roads so when you think about Taking eighty thousand to eighty-two thousand dollars for a mile of road, and taking seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of your road budget and dividing that, you're only able to do about eight miles of road a year. When you cut that in half, you do sixteen miles. You could do sixteen miles of road, and when you cut it down to twenty-two, you would able to be to do somewhere between I'm going to say eighteen to twenty-two miles of road, but we only have eight road hands that work underneath me plus a, a dump operator uh, and a secretary. So, And then you t- take in vacation vacation days for the guys and, and that kind of stuff. And our road building season starts somewhere around April and ends around Labor Day because of the weather. But now we've had to push that out to June. We just have been able to start doing stuff or, or uh, redoing some roads. Um, in precinct two because of the weather so we're probably six to eight weeks behind right now but the the and then 2020 precinct three and precinct four saw the money that we were saving and they got on board and so now it's across the county as we speak today precinct three and precinct four are hauling sand into our yard and on friday we're going to turn them a a mile a road a piece and so they'll be saving You know around fifty thousand dollars uh buying this product and they're really not buying it from us all they're doing is paying for the the sand and the material and then we turn it for them with the machine because it's set up in precinct two so it's been a great it's been a great uh deal and you know we had a person call us from limestone county last week to ask what we were doing how we were doing it and the and the machines that we had that that was turning it so precinct two slash Henderson County has put a red dot in Eustace, Texas, of what we're doing and how we're being able to save money uh here locally and and toward the taxpayers.
0: And so just to expand on that, you know, what we're we're not when we say save money, we're not talking about banking money. What we're talking about is taking that money that would have built one mile of road and instead building two miles of road. Correct. And and that's you know the that's the goal when we get back to what's the most important thing trying to make the the most work to get the most work done for the best price for the taxpayers of Henderson County and that's what this pug mill has been able to do um but even at that even at that If you get to the point, you're talking about your budget being where it is. You used to be able to do eight miles of road, even if we double, even in a perfect year where the weather is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Nobody on your road crew gets sick. None of your um, equipment goes down for any amount of time. Everything lines up exactly perfect. You can do 16 miles of road during a year, during a season, And that's like really stretching tax dollars. How many miles do you have in your...
1: I have 176, somewhere between 172 to 178. I can't remember really what the number is, but it's not over 178 miles.
0: So so you can't even do 10... If everything is absolutely perfect, you can't even hit 10% of your roads. True. Which is how come you guys patch so much? So talk about that because I know that's one of the big issues people have because sometimes you put in a patch and the patch doesn't hold for any number of reasons. But talk about that patching and what you're trying to do there.
1: So uh, I want to get back to one of your points you said about doing 10% a year. When you think that uh, Commissioner McKinney and Judge McKinney at the time was there for 20 years and you do eight – roads and divide or say 178 roads divided by eight if he did if he overlaid every road in precinct two in 20 years he would have started on his second round in 20 years in 20 years
0: i mean that's a that's a 20-year road and we're not talking about 20-year road Mm -mm. um technology because we can't afford that
1: you're right and we can't uh so you're you're talking about a road will, will last somewhere if you get a good good seal on it and chip seal it, being able to go back out and chip sealing it, uh, putting a um, – you're, you're thinking probably getting somewhere around seven to ten years lifespan out of that road. So also another uh, deal that we have done, it's kind of a newer technology. You know, used to the old road hands would go out there and you'd see the dump truck raised up with two shovels yeah. stuck in the back of it. Well, that works for a while until that four-letter word comes in, and it's called rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it doesn't rain for a while and it hardens up, then you're fine. If, not, if it rains three or four days later, you're going back to patch that road. So we have a, um, a machine that pulls behind a dump truck, and it's called a Dewar Patcher. And what it has is an, uh, is an emulsion, kind of an oil-based sticky, and we put pea gravel mixed in with that. And you really get kind of like a hot mix asphalt. Deal and uh product and when that goes in the hole and it's able to seal you don't have to go fix that pothole again uh there is um and but if you see us out there with two shovels in the back of a deal it's because we've had so much rain we're trying to stop the bleeding is it as so we call it or i call it and we're trying to fix as many potholes as we can but if you see that green uh, trailer behind a a, a um, dump truck then you're seeing a you're seeing where we're trying to take care and not having to go back uh to that pothole
0: well it's the difference between we're trying to put out as many fires as we can true and 2021 i think has been that kind of a year because not only have we had an unusual amount of rain but it all got preceded by a a fifty-year cold snap, <laughs> and that ice and cold affected the roads that then got hit with the rain, and if somebody had mixed up the devil's brew, to hurt county roads, twenty twenty-one is it?
1: Well, you know, you you think about you're just trying to get out of a pandemic, and then and getting everybody safe to where they can go back to work and feed their families and everything and all of a sudden snow hits. Yeah. And I can tell you and I'll talk about her at the, a little at the end but my wife is a preparer, a preparedness person. And so she was going around getting all our phone cords together cuz we we're going to get this cold spell and didn't know it was going to last as long as it did, but and I'm like I this is not going to I mean in Texas, you get snow for two or three days and it goes away, not knowing that we were going to be out of electricity for 9 to 10 to 11 days. And all of a sudden, Tuesday, it, it's here. And on Super Bowl Sunday, I was diagnosed with, with – or I tested positive for COVID. I don't think I had it, but I tested positive. So when – on my 10th day, when I was to be released uh, with a ne- and I got a negative test, that was the first day that text Stock called and says we need help y'all need to start blading roads so we had to go out and, and you know get the snow off the roads to get the truckers in to get commodities into our county and and try to help uh with the people that were having to go, trying to get maybe get to work or wherever they were going so all that you know coincides and we're trying to work from home and i'm in a bedroom by myself and it was a great bed and breakfast because uh, my wife really took care of me that there you go, <laughs> that, those 10 days that I was there. And then three days after or before I was to be released, she hit, she tested positive And now I'm having to work and I can't take care of her and, and turn around and do the same. So she really, in those 12 to 14 days, she pulled the load at, at the Thule's house. So it's, uh, but it's just, you know, it's, it just throws you. Um, those, those your schedule off because my foreman and I sat down at the at the end of last year like we did the first year and we've tried to put a schedule of what we wanted to do, how planned we planned everything out. Planned everything out and guess what? Now we're six to eight weeks behind and yeah. you know, we had two roads and or two additions that we were gonna hopefully have done by Memorial Day weekend. And there was no way that we could get it done because the roads were not warm enough to do. They wasn't uh, dry enough to do. Sure. Let me rephrase that. They wasn't dry enough to do, and then they wasn't uh, warm enough to do. So it, it, it's it been a challenging first two and a half years Yeah. Uh, of trying to get your feet wet and and that kind of stuff. So it's...
0: Well, it's hard sometimes because the average person doesn't realize some of this stuff. All they know is... When they drive down the road, there's potholes on their road. I pay my taxes. Why are the potholes there? Right. And sometimes that's the, the explanation. It's, it's not an excuse, but it is an explanation.
1: Well, that's why I try to go out uh, to all the subdivisions in our, our community and our precinct and speak with them and try to uh, give them the information that they're looking for firsthand not by email but by firsthand speaking with them and so it's it's called education and i've educated myself through my foreman through judge mckinney has been a great help that we've i've bounced stuff off of him and so it's and i know he don't need that because uh, he has other fires uh, to tend to but him and my foreman that's been there for 22 years or 23 years now is i've really learned a lot from them and I, I'm my hats are off to them because they, they've they helped me.
0: Well, and that's, you're right, that education and the knowledge is an important part of all of this. One of the reasons we're doing the podcasts, one of the reasons that we've uh, built the uh, uh, Henderson County Gov email list now, go to the Facebook page, you can sign up for it, get all of these podcasts, get press releases, um, get updates from the county. Because that knowledge, you're right, that's, that's so important. And we've actually covered now all the things that we've kind of talked about, we wanted to cover, so that's good, but I wanna ask you one last question before we get out of here. And that's when you sit in your office or you're in your truck driving around the precinct, you know, working, what's the one thing that you wish the people of precinct two knew that you're not sure that they do know.
1: Why there are not drainage easements inside their subdivision.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So so let's get into this. First so, of all, what's a drainage easement?
1: Well, a drainage easement is something that let's uh, – this goes back to my TXU days of, of uh, reviewing plats and how to uh, draw up a job to put electrical service into a subdivision. So all these developers that developed the lake uh, around here – um, there's no, the, the houses were built on say lake lots, uh, 50 by 100. You know, now we're, we're seeing through precinct through and across the county that people are taking two lots side by side, making them one lot. So they can build either a bigger house or they, they can, um, strad, straddle the, lo- some of them may straddle the lot line to build the house. So a drainage easement would, would give you access or, uh, to that area to where you know water can run between the between the houses now we you know uh, so those developers are the ones that really have hurt us with all the development that's gone on anywhere that has a, a, a water reservoir beside it is is you know uh, that's what's hurt us is because tarrant regional and this is not a negative uh shot at them but they're going to get the water somehow some way and that's what they'll tell you somehow they're going to get the water to the lake whether it's runoff through a drainage easement through a culvert or whatever it's going to
0: end up in the lake
1: it's going to end up in the lake and so our deal our at the county level you have a statute that says the county's responsibility is get the water off the road okay some of these subdivisions were built back in the 70s and 80s and some of these culverts have been there since then that cross the road to drain the water. And so when those culverts are there, we can't move them because all the drainage, uh, or the cul- um, the bar ditches are built to drain to that cul- that specific culvert to drain the subdivision. And who is the ones that usually yell the most are the people on the waterfront, air- waterfront side because they're at the lowest point of the subdivision And they may be draining three streets or two streets and it's
0: coming right and it's coming
1: right to them so i would say if you have a natural drain drainage uh beside your house or in front of your house and some of these uh houses are built where they're lower than the than the grade of the of the road Uh, we went out one time and we found where this house was built for uh i'm going to say two to three foot below road grade well where does the water water don't run uphill yeah and the water's not going to run from your flower bed out to the bar ditch so that's another thing that we've tried to talk to these people that are building houses make sure you get it up high enough above road grade so your house doesn't flood so we try to keep the water off of them we try to stay to the uh,
0: and without the easement i guess to go back to easements you can't even put something between the houses to get them down there because there's no easement for you to use.
1: That and and that's private property. Right, that's what I mean, yeah. So when you say that a right-of-way right that the county, can, the county owns or the county was dedicated, between the utility poles is about where a right-of-way is. So the, um, the right-of-way starts at the utility pole, and so from that utility pole across the street to the other utility pole, that's the where the bar ditches and the street is. And that's really all we can do unless the unless the property owner wants to work with us and they put in a, a drain yeah. between their houses and and that doesn't happen because guess what's there crape myrtles
0: right sure <laughs> sure it, <laughs> and, that the, the big concrete drain going down doesn't look as pretty as the garden <laughs> absolutely which is how come I got a lake front property to begin with yes and um, yeah, so
1: it, it's just, a, it's trying and you try to, those were the deals and the issues that I was, you know, ran on that people had problems. Let's go out there and talk to them, try to fix it. And if we can, we can, if we can't, let's try to figure out another way. Sure. Well, so, those
0: older subdivisions too, they were built and it's a, what I think is that a lot of those weren't initially county roads no or those they're actually private roads and so you know they weren't built to county standards the county hasn't been there to maintain them like you said there's a total drainage system in there that it's not like you can go in and redo the drainage drainage system it's all designed in you're stuck with what you've got mm-hmm. and the only thing that you're required to do is get the water off the road
1: the, and and one of the things that i think that, that would be a great deal for uh everybody across across the county is prior commissioner's court had a made a drainage policy and that drainage policy used to be a 12 inch by 20 foot culvert um, but now it's been updated to a 15 inch culvert by 20 foot and then it also says once the the um, property owner pays for that culvert the county will come in and and set it and bring a free load of dirt out there to cover it but it's the property owner's responsibility to keep the culvert clean and when i go out i try to tell these uh prop- property owners or the poas that you know when you burn uh leaves in your bar in the bar ditch because you don't want to burn your saint augustine grass well all that uh, ashes and everything clog up a drainage sure and try to keep the limbs and obstruction and they don't know that they think that we're supposed to be the ones uh to clean out the culverts and we're not so that's a another issue that we have everywhere right and then you have parking uh people don't have enough land or their lots are not big enough and so then they want to park in the bar ditch well then they back over the culvert and and collapse it you know we try to tell them now that we want a black poly culvert because most of the time the only thing that's going to tear it up is a lawnmower uh, blade that that cuts it or something so it's a uh, it's a trying time uh, with drainage I did buy um, that's all I heard when I went out on the campaign is drainage 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 so we bought a an attachment that goes on our tractor and we can cut a 22 inch bar ditch or run it down again and do a to try to make water flow or we can run a 44 inch bar ditch however wide we need to go and deep we need to go but you have to understand that the deeper you go and the further you get below the culvert the water is going to stand there and the next call we're going to get is hey you got a mosquito nest in front of my (laughs) front of my house right so we try to do everything possible to move water uh through the culverts or, or down the road to get to the drainage pipes that are feeding the lake or to wherever there's wherever else it was supposed to go back in the seventies and eighties.
0: But that's a, it's a, tri- it's a challenge. It's
1: a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a big challenge.
0: Well, commissioner Tooley, thank you very much for spending some time with us today to tell us
1: about what's going on in precinct too. We really appreciate it. Well, one thing I, I, I wanna, learned a lot today. One thing I want to say is, is I didn't say this in, in the uh, promo, but you know, um, I have, a. Uh, I have the backbone at, at the house. Uh, I've been married. Angie and I, uh, Harley has is, is a been around a, a, since 1969 in the area. A homegrown girl. We've been married almost 20 years. Uh, this coming April, uh, we have three kids uh, with um, one grandbaby and then one grandbaby on the way. So in August, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard. Thing that she keeps. If I get called out or we get uh, have a rough day, she's the backbone of of this uh, of this family. So I have to give a a big shout out to her. Yeah, commission being a commissioner is not a 40-hour gig. Sometimes it's not. And so uh, it's good to have that. It is. So it's home. uh, and she supported us. You know, I I love my job. Uh, I love going out and talking to people and trying to fix their problems. Uh, our um, my office is open uh 730 to 4 uh every day monday through friday and we um you're welcome to come out to see what we're doing if you want to talk uh my email address is on the uh our henderson county webpage at henderson-county.com that dash is real important so uh anybody wants to come out and talk and and visit we're more than welcome to have you out at the precinct All right. Well, Commissioner Tooley, thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you, Michael, for what you've done for the county in the short time that you've been here. And uh, I think this is a great thing of these podcasts to let people know what we do, how we do it, and the thinking that we have, you know, at our local four precincts. Thank you, sir. Thank you.